welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, April the 12th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, my friends, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's goodness today. I wish you the strength of our God as he walks this uh, holy week uh, to be with you as well. So my friends, we will continue our journey through that holy week. Um, Again, still Lent, but really our focus has now changed, right? You could feel it yesterday, turning the whole idea that, uh, that not only Jesus must die, but Lazarus must die because of what it points to. Well, today we're going to go right into it. So today we're in John chapter 13, verses 21 to 33, and then we'll skip to 36 through 38. So basically 21 through 38, with the exceptions of verses 34 and 35, which, by the way, are really good, but they just take away from the focus of where uh, those who put together the liturgical calendar, the lectionary cycle, wanted us to be facing today. I will read it through the New American. So let's dive in, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Reclining at table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now none of those reclining at table realized why he had said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, buy what we need for the feast, or to give something to the poor. So Judas took the morsel and left at once, and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, though you will follow later. Peter said to him, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so my friends, here, a little background. Uh, 
I think that most of you are going to be fully aware of what is happening here. But here's what we've done now. We are at the Last Supper. Now, John's Last Supper is different than Matthew's, Mark's, and Luke's. That's important for us to know. In Matthew's, Mark's, and Luke's Last Supper, it is the Passover meal. And Jesus uh, it, it gives that gift of the Eucharist. Do you remember it, the Luminous Mysteries last Friday when we said the fifth Luminous Mystery, the institution of the Eucharist? As Catholics, we believe that was instituted at the Last Supper. And, and we would say yes to that, but not at John's Last Supper. Um, I will speak more about that on Good Friday. Just know that's coming. But in Matthew, Mark's, and Luke's, they were celebrating the, the Feast of Passover. Here we know they are not. How do we know it? Well, we're going to know more on Good Friday. But just a little glimpse of that comes through the gospel today. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, buy what we need for the feast. What is the feast? It's the Feast of Passover. What would he be going off to buy it for? Buy it now because we're going to celebrate it tomorrow night. That's all I'll say to that. But we're at the Last Supper in John's Gospel. Now, had we read the, the verses just previous to this, we would have seen Jesus as he takes off his outer garments, right? And he kneels at the foot of the disciples and he washes their feet. That will be Thursday's Gospel. So we'll go back in time in a couple of days. But that sets the scene. That's where we are. And here we see, you know how I talk about you know, John chapter 8, I mean, constantly, or jumping to 10, last week's Gospels, basically, that Jesus was that philosopher God, right? He was, he was very much Aristotelian or, or, or uh, Platonic or whatever it would be, but, uh, but not here. And we get that sense right away. Why? The first line, reclining at, tables with, at table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled. And testified, amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Jesus is not uh, simply in his mind and thinking through this as a philosophical problem. This is a reality. And the reality is death is approaching him and he knows it. And he is deeply, deeply troubled. We're going to see that in the Garden of Gethsemane too, aren't we? Real soon, later on, after this meal. And so... Uh, one of you, he says, because of his distress, is not just deaths approaching him. His distress is he is going to approach that death seemingly alone. Now, praise be to Jesus Christ. He's not going to be alone because of his mother, because of Mary Magdalene, because of his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas. They will be with him. And in John's gospel, the disciple whom Jesus loves. Uh, again, we'll get to that, right? You already know, you who have been listening to me for a while, know that is John's writer's tool, but we'll get there in just a moment. Those are the only ones that stay. Everybody else is going to go, and that distresses him too, because not only is death approaching, but it, it's that loneliness, that doing it in a solitary way. And, uh, and so Jesus is, is grieving, and here's the, the first point. I, I, well, I don't know how many points I have, so I'm just going to kind of talk, I guess. 
But I love this, and I've mentioned it before for those who have listened to this pod for a while. Again, John uses this idea of the disciple whom Jesus loved. John never names himself in the gospel. And many people just say, ah, out of humility, it's the disciple whom Jesus loved, and he felt that, and so he, he, that's code for himself. And so anytime we do that, we insert John, that's really what it means. Well, on one level, I think that's true. But on another level, it's the tool that he uses for you and I to put ourselves within the gospel. Why? Because our God invites us to the foot of the cross, to those who are suffering. Again, more on that on Good Friday. But today, what does he invite us to? To lean our head against the chest of Jesus. Why is that important? Well, two things. One is he's saying, so Simon Peter nodded, okay. One of the disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side, meaning he's right next to Jesus. That's where we're called to be. We who feel that love of our Savior, where, where, where should we be? Should we be on the liberal side of things? Should we be on the conservative side of things? Should we be, you know, uh, wherever, you know, insert whatever you think. Where should we be? We should be right at Jesus' side. That's where we should be. And to the extent that Jesus walks into the liberal side or Jesus walks into the conservative side, that's where we go. And that's when we go. And that's when we come out when he does. But we are called to be at his side. Furthermore, Furthermore, not just at his side, after Peter nods and says, find out who he means, he leans back against Jesus' chest. Can you picture that in your mind? The intimacy we're talking about here, brothers and sisters? The, the I mean, how not only vulnerable, I mean, that, that almost speaks of lovers right there. And I'm not saying, oh, we're Jesus and John lovers. That, that's not the point, nor is it the point of John's gospel. The point is they were that intimate that the disciple whom Jesus loved could hear the very heartbeat of God. Isn't that it? Isn't that it? My friends, we are called to be right at the side of Jesus. And where Jesus is, that is where we are. And we are called to hear the very heartbeat of God. Okay, so then what happens? You know, Peter nods, find out who is it, master, who is it? You know, it's the one I'm going to dip the, the bread in. It's the one I hand to it. And, uh, and he hands it to Judas, the Iscariot. And it says Satan enters him. I don't know what that means, brothers and sisters. Clearly, Satan had been working within Jesus, or Judas, excuse me, uh, for quite some time, right? He had already gone forward and, and offered the, the, the location, the date, uh, all those things. So it's not like this is the first time that Judas was just walking down the street, grabbed a, you know, morsel of bread, and all of a sudden, oh, you know, he's taken over, like that movie The Ring or whatever, you know, or whoever touches somebody, oh, man, all of a sudden I'm, I'm taken over by these demons. No, that's not what's happening here. But he's acting on that behalf, and the action has begun. Um, and, uh, and, and now it's important that we know here don't misuse this and say, well, this tells us that we shouldn't, you know, take Eucharist uh, with sin in our hearts because if we do, Satan's even going to take more over us because Jesus hands him Eucharist and, and look, it goes south. 
Because this isn't Eucharist. This isn't Eucharist here. This isn't the Last Supper. And not, not in the Passover sense. Okay? Very important that we know that. Don't misconstrue this. That's not what's being said here. And, uh, and then what else? Gosh, I'm going long. Sorry. This week, it might be a little longer. There's just too much, man. So here, here's another thing. I just, I, I love this, this idea. So Judas takes the morsel. You know, Satan enters into him, whatever that means. Jesus says, whatever you're going to do, do quickly. And, uh, and Judas exits. And none of those reclining at table realized why Jesus said this. But some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus told him, go buy what we need for the feast, to give something to the poor. Judas takes the morsel of bread, leaves it once. It was night. Brothers and sisters, nobody, none of those close friends to Judas. Goodness sakes, they traveled all over together, right? I mean, if you're with 13 people for whether it is one year or three, you get to know them pretty well, right? You know when they're down, you know when they're not. You know when they're preoccupied, you know when they're not. You know when they're filled with life, you know when they're, they're uh, checking out. But none of Jesus' close friends, none of Judas's close friends, knew what was going on in his heart. My friends, do you think we know what's going on in the hearts of other people? Do people know what's going on in your heart? Human nature would say no. We are masters. We are masters at, at, at covering ourselves and covering it up. But here's where we know. Eventually, all this stuff is going to come out into the open. Whether we're taking morsels of bread, or whether we watch the wrong television show, or find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time, or we're simply tired, or whatever it is, that we let that which we have been covering up for a day, a month, a week, a year, 20 years, and we let that which is inside, outside. You know, God won't be fooled. Jesus knew what was going on in his heart, but nobody else did. But Judas did. Judas did. Now, different scenarios as to why Judas is handing Jesus over. Maybe we'll talk about more of those on Good Friday. Maybe not. Don't know. I'm putting a lot off till Good Friday, so <laughs> we won't get to everything. But again, it's that whole idea of, brothers and sisters, I guess I don't want to just say, does anybody know fully who we are? Do we allow people in to know who we are fully? And do we know others? And, and if we can honestly say we don't know fully other people either, maybe we just need to back off a little bit on our judgments of them. God knows. And eventually what is inside becomes outside. I think that's, that's human nature. Um, and all will be known in the end, and we're not the judge of that. Praise be to God. But I do think it says, hey, if there are things going on within you uh, that we're trying to cover up and, and things within me too, how can we let them out now? How can we share them with another people so they lose their power uh, and, uh, and don't control us in ways where they take over us, seemingly, uh, and create their own agenda at a time when we're feeling weak or, or overwhelmed. 
All right, so last thing I guess I'll say here, well, two things, you know, gosh, you know there's more. Goodness sakes, Joe. Okay, moving along. Uh, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. Remember, first 12 chapters, Book of Signs, you're like, Zank, we know this. Starting in chapter 13, Book of Glory, Book of Glory is not... Hey, look, and I mean, you're going to see me risen, and that's that's it. That's glory. Well, certainly in one sense it is. Of course it is. But the book of glory means more than that. How is Jesus glorified when he's lifted up? Because he's giving his life on behalf of others. Brothers and sisters, when we die so that another may live, when that seed, you know, if, if the seed just rains a seed, but if it dies, it, it, it yields a rich harvest. Once it goes into the ground, it can produce fruit. When we die so that another may live, God is, is glorified in that action. That's where he's pointing. And, and, of course, that's what he's talking about. Where I'm going, you cannot come. Jesus, Peter, of course, says, what are you talking about? Where are you going? You know, I'll follow you wherever you go. Will you? Will you? Really? I'm telling you, we're not even going to get to morning. At dawn, when that cock crows, it's going to be a tough night, Peter. Three times. Three times. Denying. I don't know. I Listen, I don't want to bag on Peter. Goodness sakes. For every foible that he has, and he has plenty, plenty, he has other moments where he's like, you know what? Um, yeah, I do love you. You are the Christ. Um, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He's quite an incredible man, but he's you and I, of course. And sometimes we get overly braggadocious. Lord, this is who I am. And Jesus looks at us and says, really? Really? Hmm. Hmm. But here's what he also says. Satan's asking to sift you like wheat. But when you come back to yourself, after we come back from that place of sin, that place of shame, that place of guilt, that place of absolute depravity, when you come back, because I know you're going to go there, and I'm going to love you anyway, but when you come back, strengthen you, brothers and sisters. Strengthen them. That's us too. That's us too, my friends. We are Peter. Or what's the female version of that? I don't know. (laughs) But we'd be that too. All right, last thing, last thing. You know i got to go to the first reading because they're so good. And today is Isaiah chapter 49, the second suffering servant song, right? Had the first one yesterday, chapter 42, second one here today. I'm simply going to read parts of this. And remember what I said yesterday. This has uh, power and it has meaning for the Jewish people. It did then, it still does today, because they are called to be that suffering servant. They're calling them as a people to be this for the world. And it is true. And it also points to Jesus. Come, what is it? Come, uh, oh gosh, I know the, the word, sorry. Uh, scriptural calm penetration or something. like No, prophetic, that's it. Prophetic calm penetration. You'll never use that in your life again. And I just spent 30 seconds trying to come up with the, the name, which means it's both and. Both can be true. It's about the Jewish people. It's also about Jesus. And then, of course, my friends, as I said yesterday, if it's about those two, you know it's about us too. So it's not just, oh, look at that, that nice prophetic imagery of Jesus in the scriptures, that it only means that. No, 
It doesn't only mean that. It never only means that. It's always more. So what does he say to us today? Isaiah, through God, God, through Isaiah. How about we do it that way? Hear me, O islands, listen, O distant peoples, yada, yada, yada. Um, he, meaning God, made me, meaning the Jewish people, meaning Jesus, meaning you and I, he made me a polished arrow in his quiver. He hid me. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, through whom I show my glory. And then I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, it is too little, God says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The suffering servant will not suffer for no reason. In that suffering, in that pointing, in that uh, being sent on mission, a call placed upon you and I and Jesus and the Jewish people. Why? It's too little for you to be my servant. I will make you a light to the nations that all of the ends of the earth may experience salvation. My friends, this is good news. It's a hard gospel today, but it is good news because it's pointing us where this is going. Let's take it to prayer. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you on this Tuesday, April the 12th. May you be filled with every good joy. God's peace.